Hey, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics, the best comic book podcast hosted by us. Yeah. Out there. I would agree. Uh, this is Tyler sitting here with you. This and, is JP, bruh. Yep. And with me, as always, is the man that has the golden voice, <laughs> JP, John Paul. Yep. Yep. Uh, that, would, that would be me. I don't know golden voice, but yeah, at least it's like top, like top, like one million. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in the planet, you know, top I, one million. I have that nasally um, Ray Romano voice. So <laughs> you're about to spit out your Mountain Dew. I was. I was. Uh, uh, hey, hey, you guys. That's not really nice. You know, I shouldn't do that to people. Uh, yeah. I've gotten um, feedback that my voice is, sounds like I always have a cold. So <laughs> really? I, I, yeah. Who said that? My mom. Oh, you should kill her. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't, don't kill her. She's a good mommy. She's a good person. No, she's one of those people that would tell you like it is. Uh, did I tell you what my grandma said about my beard? No. Uh, okay. So it was Thanksgiving and I just shaved off my beard. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> so she asked me about it like, Oh, what'd you do with your beard? And I said, told her about the lice, um, thing and I had to get rid of it. And she, uh, to make it clear, Tyler did not have lice. Yeah. Tyler yeah. was scared of getting lice. Yep. So he shaved his giant beard. Yep. And then, um, and then, so I said, oh, I had, had to get rid of it. And her response was, well, you look better now. <laughs> Just cut and dry. <laughs> yep, now she you goes, look better. She goes right to it. Um, we are going to be um, real concise with this show. John's got to go make some dinner. Yeah. I kind of had a little bit of a time constraint. I've got to actually go to Hy-Vee yep. and go and get things to make a large quantity of food. Yes. So... We'll do what we can. I mean, yeah, yeah if we run we run a little over an hour, that's fine. But, we're, uh, but we're, yeah. We're going to start with um, uh, Paradiso. I think we should just get that one out of the way. Yeah, um, Paradiso. It's from Image Comics. It's a new issue number one. Paradiso. Um, yeah. I did not like this book. Just a heads up. I, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind to read this book. Yeah. But um, I read it, and I was just like, I got done with it, and I was like, well, that was dumb. Like, you know what I mean? You ever had, you ever read those books and you're just like, that was yes, stupid. Yes. And I, I have bought too many of those books. And so I've been trying to cut back, cut back. And so I page through it off the, off the shelf and I'm like, no, that yeah, won't do it for me. Just, it's just kind of dumb. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's parody. So from image, uh, issue number one, three ninety nine cover price. Not bad on that. Um, however, um, Image really doesn't have a whole lot of misses, so that's why it was definitely worth a read just to check it out. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, the book is just super confusing. Uh, starts off and it's this. Uh, it says Araneka Woodlands twelve years ago, and it's this guy who's talking about what's happening. However, the book itself, the art is really jarring because it goes and it's got this platoon of guys running into this house. Um, however, the next page, they're not there anymore. And it's this guy with all, all these weird, like laser things coming off of his face. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it jumps again. And there's like this, like flash forward or flashback. I can't really tell of this old guy who's dying on the floor who says absolutely nothing. It's hmm. all just squiggles. So he's like whispering something as he's dying. And then this kid is like watching this scene happen. And he sees the old guy, like drop this light bulb that's like glowing and has these weird archaic symbols on it. Okay. And he's crying and he picks it up. And then the dude with the laser face, he pulls out a gun and like starts to shoot at him. And then this guy runs away with this power device. Yeah. And then it jumps straight into future world after that. Okay. So I'm already super confused. I have no idea what's happening, which I'm okay with. You know, I'm all right with that, but it's like this huge, um, dam like structure almost like a like a flood canal almost but there's all these bridges and all these like little like people living everywhere it's definitely very post-apocalyptic cyberpunkish yep and then um this guy named jack jack uh krisnan which is a terrible name yeah because it's spelled k-r-y-z-n-a-n whoa krisnan yeah that's i can't i don't know if i can't if i can't read it like frenetically and sounded out like it's I had it took me a while, but his name is Jack Krisnan, and uh, he's 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 telling this bartender where he's at in this little pub. Mm -hmm. I'm Jack Krisnan, and I'm looking to get into Paradiso. Like that's what he says. And then these guys are like, <gasps> Paradiso. No one goes to there. Like so. Then 
<laughs> yeah, and I mean, already we're just off to a bad start. And then um, these guys, these kind of thuggish-looking guys, are like, "We can get you into Paradiso, but only f- but for a price." And then he's like, "All right, for this," and he whips out this giant book that has like a weird gear on it, and everybody's like, oh, "A Tinkerman's journal!" Like, what? <laughs> so anyway, they're looking at this Tinkerman's journal. However, it doesn't have, like, the instructions or, like, in it or some shit. I'm, I'm trying to explain this. It's fucking stupid. I'm just um, looking at this. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Jack Krisnan says, you'll get the other stuff uh, after I get into Paradiso. I memorized the schematics. And, like, okay. And um, You know, it's like they just jump into a man's life and not even um, – Sometimes it works where you don't have to give a backstory. They've already got their story. You know it's yeah, already set up. Right. But when you write a um, complicated um, storyline and then when you have bad dialogue. You have to and have. And you've got this character that obviously has a pretty big backstory. And there's so far, uh, there's no backstory to the character. Well, unfortunately, the world building here is terrible. Right. Like. You need to build your world in a way that's easy for the reader to put themselves in this world. Yeah. And this book um, really puts you, it draws the line in the sand and goes, either believe it or not. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And it's just, but anyway, this group of thugs is okay to take him into Paradiso and they're going to um, meet him at sunup tomorrow. He's like, all right, sounds good. And then um, he leaves the little pub thing and he goes to the top of this tower and then we're left with this. It is a beautiful spread. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful spread of the cityscape. But the cityscape is all wrecked and um, weird looking. And some buildings are floating and some buildings aren't. And you know, in each frame, the artwork is cool. Yeah. And it is good. And But the thing is, some of the pages, there's so many frames that it, it's so distracting. And this page is, the first page is almost in the middle of the book. This is the first page that actually looks good to me because there's the giant spread across the two pages. Yeah. And then there's only four panels between the two pages on top of the giant spread. So um, it it's uh, it can breathe a little bit. Right. No, absolutely. And I totally agree with you. But uh, anyway, Jack Krisnan is up on top of this thing and he's like, Hello, Paradiso! Like, doing his, like, uh, Leo DiCaprio. I'm just king of the that. world! I was just <laughs> going to say that. He's got his arms spread, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and then... Uh, and blowing his hair back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm He's so got windswept awesome. Game of Thrones hair. Yep. But then, um, all of a sudden, we get a um, a new word bubble, uh, which I do like. It's, co- it's colored blue, and it's like, hello, Jack. So somebody's watching him, and then these characters are absolutely stupid. Um... This guy who looks like Captain Ahab mixed with the guy from Jaws, like he's standing here on this tower and he's like looking out at Jack, who's got this like telescopic eye and he's like cybernetic of something, but he keeps, he keeps calling himself Mr. Oh God, what is it? I'm going to look at it here. It's somewhere in here. Hold tight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mr. Mr. Dandy. He's got like a little flower on his shirt. That's a good name. And he's like... I don't know. It's really hard to describe here, guys. I'm sorry, but it's just, it's not well laid out. But yeah, he looks like a seafaring captain and he's standing there and he's like, serve the function, Mr. Dandy, she says. And then he looks over to his little companion here and there's this guy called Mr. Honeybad. Mm, Mr. Honeybad. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and Mr. Honeybad is like whipping out his sword and he's got this like cybernetic jaw and then... Miss, Mr. Dandy says, no, Mr. Honeybad, our objective is to protect and serve. This man has done nothing wrong at this point. Like, we'll just watch him. It's just, anyway. Uh, <laughs> next jump, we're in the lower uh, lower parts of this uh, kind of steampunkish city where Jack Krisnan is going to stay the night and wait for his... Uh, accompaniment tomorrow and he runs into this lady who's telling stories about the old world and she sounds like it's like mystical and mystifying of like yeah. you know train cars that look like they were floating yeah. but which i did like this part because she's telling these kids and they seem all mystified and then jack krisnan comes up and he's and he's like actually they just used magnets like it's like yeah. they didn't they weren't actually floating they were just train cars and they used magnets in the walls and the track to make it float yeah look like it was floating and she's like well who the hell are you and he's like <laughs> 
Um, she's like, are you a tinker man? You know about machines? And he's like, I'm not a tinker man, but uh, I do know machines. And like, that's literally like what they're talking about. That is funny. But anyway, so, so basically for us, that would be equivalent to an engineer, an engineer, mechanical engineer. I, I do like the, um, the dialogue because, um, it's fun to create a sci-fi book with uh, your own words for other words kind of thing. But in this, it's used, I think, in poor poor taste. You know who did that really well was um, Wasteland. Um, that writer, um, uh, I can't think of the writer's name. I can't think but, of the writer's name, but I know but what you're talking about. A they, lot of creators do it really well. They, they did it really well where they would come up with different words for things that we know about. Yeah. Um, well, even like uh, there's some great TV shows out there. Um, Into the Badlands on AMC does a really good job of um, building their world without building their world kind of thing. You know, like yeah. the hitmen in the world are called clippers. Yep. And then they send out they send out the clippers to go clip people. Yep. And when somebody gets clipped, they're getting taken out. Yep. So I like that because that's cool. It sounds sweet. But like Tinkerman sounds stupid. Come on. Yeah, it's childish. Yeah. But anyway, this kid overhears that this guy is potentially a Tinkerman. And uh, he comes up to um, him after him and this girl get done talking. And her name is Noira. And she kind of goes to bed. And um, this kid tugs on his shirt. And he's like, I heard you were Tinker Man. Can you fix my toy? And the toy is like this old little soldier. And he's like, he's like, I suppose I can try, but I'm not a Tinker Man. He's like, no promises, though. And he's like, you can't tell anybody if I try and fix it. And he's like, okay. So he <laughs> takes this thing that he's wearing. And it's that weird light bulb. Yeah. Out of his shirt. So he's got it on a necklace and he zaps the little toy. Yeah. And the toy has no batteries in it or anything, but now it works. You know, it's uh, like zzz, zzz, reporting for duty. Like it's like a little <laughs> toy, like a soldier toy. Yeah. So then the kid runs away and he's got his little toy. It's working now. And then the Noira, she like pretend like she was sleeping, but she saw what happened. Uh, so anyway, uh, another jump cut. This book jumps a lot. Uh, he's met up with his guys that um, promised him to promise to take him into Paradiso and they're in this truck and uh, one guy is looking out with his binoculars he says he doesn't see anything everything looks good and then uh, they're driving down the road and Mr. Dandy jumps off of the top of a skyscraper way above lands on lands in the road and smashes his giant fist into the front of this truck and then everything goes crazy the truck flips over Mr. Dandy cool action scene yeah um and then Mr. Dandy gets shot at and like you know, somebody was shooting him and then Mr. Dandy turns around with giant red robot eyes and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have. And then, uh, Mr. Honeybad jumps out of nowhere and slices this guy's head off, <laughs> which is kind of cool. I mean, it's a cool, like anime samurai thing, you know, where the, yep. the cut happens and then the guy's head falls off like later, yep. you know, after yeah. the, you know, it's so fast. But then Mr. Dandy's like, you could have waited. I could have warned him. And then um, they talk for a second about killing John Kriznan, which they should just based off of his name, because uh, it's a terrible name. Uh, but they see the little light bulb, and they retrieve it and recover it. And then Mr. Dandy says, perhaps he'll come looking for it. And then that's pretty much the end of the issue. However, uh, we've got one scene where Noira has the toy, and she's saying, look, there's no batteries in this thing. We need to find this guy. He's got what I think. He's got power. He's, he's got what you're looking for, I think. And then um, the guy's like, all right, where do we find him? And she's like, I'll tell you, but I want to ride to Paradiso. <laughs> anyway, uh, jump cut again. No surprise here. Uh, there's this giant man hooked up to all these weird tubes. And there's this little girl sitting next to him solving a Rubik's Cube. And he wakes up and somebody's saying that, they found it. They found it. And he's like, found what? And the thing you've been looking for. And uh, the little girl says, Numas? P-N-E-U-M-A-S? Numas? Like pneumonia? Must be. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's where our book ends, though. The little girl goes, Numas. And then she's like, click, and she finishes her little Rubik's Cube. But the guy, the giant man, he's like all geared up with all these like pipes and pipes and tubes and things coming to him. He's got this giant like engine in his chest. Uh, just a bad, I'm sorry, just a bad book. I did not like this in any way, shape or form. I really thought it was missed the mark quite a bit. Uh, there's a nice little uh, 
um, uh, three or four page short story for Void Trip uh, preview, sneak preview. Yeah. That one looks cool. It's a nice little like diesel punk comic. It yeah. looks kind of fun. Um, that was the only redeeming quality here. Uh, you I know, think I, I believe that there is nothing new under the sun. I kind of, I kind of get that, but man, I am sick of the, um, post-apocalyptic stories. Dystopian stuff. Yeah. I'm just, um, let's, I could name probably a dozen, you know, and I, I just think, want to see something fresh in comic books. And I think that's why I like snot girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, um, and, and, and rat yeah. queens, rat queens. Like that. Yeah. yeah. They're, Smart and fun and and um, yeah intellectually thought out of thought out before just putting on paper. Uh, um, I think this book suffers from uh, not knowing what it wants to be. Yeah, because I see sci-fi, I see dystopian, I see post-apocalyptic, I see steampunk, yep. I see cyberpunk, I see anime, I see uh, American mythology, I, I see um, uh, too much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I see too many genres trying to come together, and I think it was maybe just um, a culmination of the writer or creators uh, coming together and go, I like this, this. And yep. then somebody goes, I like this, this. Yep. And then like the other guy was like, oh, I like this. Well, let's put them all together in this one book. And then it's just too – I think it's too much. There's, there's way too much genre bending here to – it makes it cliche. Yeah, and the writer needs to work out how to tell a story. Well, this book, you could fix it by knocking out a few of those genres, get rid of, um, you can have the anime stuff, sure. but if you're going to go like and do anime action, you might want to lean your art a little bit more towards it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it might sell this book a little better. Yeah, the art is not anime style, but yet some of the... It's very American gothic, uh, American gothic, but like uh, with that cyberpunk... Um, Blade Runner feel. It's it's but, um, for sure. But yeah, there's just too much going on in it in terms of genre, and uh, I think that's what really hurts this book. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say this is a terrible book, uh, but I would I, I will just have to say I didn't like it, and um, I won't continue to issue number two. It's been smashed. Yeah, we smashed this one. Um, and one last pick on it. Um, as a guy who's done a lot of graphic design and things like that, I hate the font of the cover. Yeah, I hear you. It is not one that I like at all. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just it didn't work for me. This book could have been cool. Yeah, uh, I think if you just axe some of the some of the ideas in terms of genre, yeah, um, you could fix it. And then also give us a little bit more world building in your first um, three or four pages. You know, it's super confusing. Hey, do you ever when you get done reading a comic and it's like really bad and you just don't want it do you ever just chuck it in the garbage or do you keep them all, everything i generally keep stuff because yeah. i know like i know at least i'll get a dollar out of it at some point. somewhere yeah like garage sale ebay yep wherever i can at least get a buck like yep. if i if there's a book i don't like i'll put it in a pile and be like i will sell it literally for a dollar at some point like yep. put it in a pile and if somebody says you know if i'm at a garage sale and I'm holding one or I send my fiance out with books because yep. she's done garage sales where I let her just take a short box of books that yep. I don't want. Yep. And she's like, well, what do you want for these? I'm like, dollar a piece. Yep. And then uh, I'm like, also, you know, I'm like, use your feminine guiles and be like, oh, you're interested in this whole box? Well, there's 80 books in here, dollar a piece. You can have the whole box for 50. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If somebody wants that whole box, I'm like, make them a deal. Yeah. Ex- I don't want that shit. Exactly. Um, and it's not that the books, some of those books are shitty. It's just, uh, personally, I didn't like them yeah. or, uh, they are stuff that sat around too long. You know, I'm, um, I might clean house and do something like that, but, but, um, well, I used to hold on to everything. Facebook has got a number of comic book uh, auction groups mm-hmm. and I might just put an ad on there and you know photos of everything and just say they're a buck a piece yeah you know well and also um, sometimes to get rid of a bulk of, of a bulk of stuff I will show four books that I have mm-hmm. and they're good books yep and then uh, I'll put them with the rest of a short box yep and I'll be like there's 50 books here yep these are the four books that uh, kind of give you an idea of what's in there it's all indies can't search through the box. It's buy it and leave with it or nothing. Like yep. you can't search through it. 
You want it or not? I guarantee there's no duplication. I'm not giving. I'm not giving you 50 of one comic. Yeah, it's all different, but you can't look through it. You just you gotta. You know what I mean? Take it. You gotta take it. Like yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and let you look through it for 40 minutes. Yeah, and then decide whether you want. It's either give me the money and you take it. And bye. Yeah, or no. <laughs> so that's a great tactic too. And it's you're not being a dick. You're just you're trying to save everybody time. Yeah. Either you want it or you don't. I'm not gonna waste my time with nickel and diming each issue here. Nope. Um, it's it's a it's a one package deal. Uh, sorry, you can't go through the rest of the box, but this is kind of what's in there. It's mostly indie stuff. If you want it, awesome. Let's make a deal. If you don't, go away. Like yeah. just don't don't make an offer. Yeah. Um, this one will be one of those that goes into the dollar pile. Uh, I, unfortunately. Yeah, I've got a short box started with stuff that I'm gonna sell. You know, it just didn't seem worth it to post some of these on eBay or whatever. eBay is tough, especially if you're doing like only a buck because. They take they take a they take a chunk and PayPal takes a chunk and then you're left with what ninety seven you know sixty cents for your yeah, for your time exactly so, so so yeah you do have to be careful with some of that also with shipping books on eBay mm-hmm. um, I will say um, if anybody is who's listening is an avid eBay like myself um, be careful if you do buy books from someone who says they're going to ship them media mail I understand the 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 idea of them shipping through media mail. Yes. However, if the United States Postal Service wants to get stingy and technical, well, technically there's advertising in most single comic book forms yeah. like this. Yep. Uh, that helps them produce the book for yep. you know giving ad space. So if they wanted to open it up and pull you on technicality, they could take every book from you and not give them back because you can't use media mail to send advertising. It has to be book. Oh. Um, Good. I, I never thought of that. Trade paperbacks, you can or do better. those. That's better. Yeah, because there's no ads in those. There's no trade. Pa- there's no ads in trade paperbacks. Um, any any you know, actual novels, magazines uh, are a little different because mm-hmm. um, that's meant to be advertising. So you can send magazines, media mail, because uh, that's part of it. But yeah, um, just be careful, you know, or just uh, tell the eBay that you're shipping or buying from. You want them to send it priority, or yeah. however, just you're going to pay for it, you know. Yeah. Um, I always, I always send priority. Do? Yeah. It just, it makes everything easier. It makes me selling the book faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes the person who bought the book get the book in two to three days. Then they know they have it and uh, they're paying. You know, it may, priority mail may be expensive because it kind of starts like six to eight bucks. Oh, and I usually, six bucks. I usually will put any book, any single book that I ship at eight dollars. Yeah, because then it doesn't matter if it goes to California or New York, any coast. I'm pretty much covered because it's going to be a pound. Yeah, because priority mail is a pound, anything a pound or over. Hmm. So I always do that. It just it makes everything easier. I don't want to send cheaper because I don't want the book to get wrecked. Yep, and I don't want to do anything more expensive because then it gets too much. But yeah, then I mean then it. Defeats the purpose of selling online. Exactly, exactly. So that's just a tip. I mean, me personally, that's just how I do it. Yeah. A lot of people do it different, but I don't do cheaper shipping because your book's going to get damaged. You know, we should do a whole episode on on selling stuff that you don't want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, this was just, you know, five minutes, but I'm thinking there's there's all these ins and outs that, that would help people that buy comic books and then feel like, well, that was a waste of money. You know, at least you can get some of it back. So I got, I have a lot of tactics that I use in my personal uh, collection Mm -hmm. to get rid of books. And, um, there's ways you can jazz up books too. You know, there's ways that you can, um, market it and, um, there's ways that there's things that you can, little tiny things you can put, like anytime I sell a book that Mm -hmm. I think is like a first appearance or a nice book, I'll always put the words in all caps, hot buy in the, (laughs) the eBay. I'm just it's the American consumer in people, you know, yep. if they see my book in the sea of other books and they go look at mine and go hot by, they go, Ooh, you know what I mean? It's yep. just, and you know what I mean? You make it you exciting. Hot by and followed by first appearance of. Right. You know. Exactly. Like, uh, I got some, I, I'm doing some of my John wicks just to make a little bit of money back on, on some of them, uh, in, uh, in sets of four, for all four covers. Yeah. And I do, uh, John wick number one, yep. full set, a, B, C, and D covers. Yep. Hot buy, first appearance, John Wick. Yeah. And, you know, that makes people excited. Like, ooh, yeah, that is true. Yep. You know, you're think, you're bringing out things that people wouldn't think of. Yeah. You know? Like, ooh, it is a hot buy. Yeah, yeah. it is a first appearance, John Wick. Yeah, you're right. Click, click. I'm going to yep. buy that. Like, and you know. Nice. What are you selling a, f- a full set for? Full yeah. set for 25 bucks. Yeah. 
I mean, when you when you retail it out, it's like fifteen ninety nine if you do cover price on all three. But I, I'm doing you the favor of getting the full set. It's all already bagged and boarded. Yeah, uh, it's all in a bag. It's yep. uh, and then the way I'll ship them is uh, I have all of them in a bag and board, and then um, the board is here, and then I take one, and I put the face here, and then so you never have the comic exposed to any part of like the outside of the package. No. So it's always board, comic facing comic, board and com- you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I sandwich them. And I then, usually brace when I sell stuff on I brace it with cardboard then too. Yep. And and you know. And then I'll take those and I'll put them in one bag. Yep. So that way they're all in one bag and they're not going to shift around. Nope. And then they'll end up in a uh, cardboard folding. There's there's actual boxes you can get that are comic book shippers. Really? Yeah, they're really nice yeah. and they um, they have perforated sides that are different like size lengths so if you got one book they'll fold more if you got more books they'll fold a little less but they still fold wow where where do you get those um those you can have you have to wholesale like you have to buy a whole like rack of them yep so there's different websites out there for you um just do just like google comic supplies or comic shipping supplies you'll find multiple websites for it i don't ever use one in particular i always just look at um the site that has the best deal that day on a, right. bulk, a bulk, and when you buy in bulk, you just you're you're good for a long time. Long time, yeah. So I've only had to do it a couple times by bulk in uh, the comic shippers. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. Oh, John, Jeez. let's jump to Walking Dead. Woo! I am uh, so excited. Yes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Walking Dead one seventy four. A solitary it's a, life. It's a Negan centric. Uh, issue is um, all Negan is, all day well, all the time Maggie's in it uh-huh. Maggie's in it too but uh, man I love this issue here's my question is this the first time we found out that his deceased wife was Lucille um because I don't you, recall I don't recall that yeah if you uh, if you read the image plus magazines the bonus story in the back the two page here's Negan stories which like 12 parts uh-huh. that was the backstory of his wife and like how he became Negan. I gotta find those. Yeah, uh, you can get the trade paperback now. It's called Here's Negan. Okay. Um, you can get it Barnes and Noble. You can get it at your local comic shop. You can get it online. Uh, it's called Here's Negan. It's a car- hardcover format. It's the backstory of Negan and how he became who he is. Hmm. Uh, and that has his wife in it, Lucille. Nice. And that's why he named the bat that, and why right. he like talks to it. Yeah, and you find out in this episode, not episode, in this issue, issue that he he's not talking to the bat you know like we've all yeah he's talking to his wife we've always thought man he's just a nut because he he talks to this bat like it's a real person right and he was really upset when it broke yeah and uh we find out in this issue he's always considered the bat as kind of a manifestation of his wife you know and if you if you hadn't read the here's negan then yeah this is kind of your first uh First clue into that. Yeah, uh, it's funny. First page, right off the bat, he's got a he's got a gardening um, shovel, and um, he's like, "Okay, you're coming with me, sexy motherfucker." Yeah. And you're like, "Who is he talking to, and what's <laughs> going on?" I I kind of thought he was going to dig into somebody, right? Because he's you're obviously well, and he's also Negan. Yeah, and then you find out it's a daisy yeah. <laughs> or a sunflower. He's uh, he's gardening. Yeah, you know? he's out by himself, and he's. He's living the solitary life because he's been kicked out of both communities uh, for being just kind of a pariah, you know, and all the things he's done. Yeah. But uh, this is great Negan uh, Negan lines. We don't want to read all of it because Negan is a very talkative guy. But yeah. we'll get you in on some excerpts here. I mean, um, the next part after he we open the page with that great line, he's like, listen here, sunflower. You are fucking gorgeous. Don't let anybody tell you different. Yeah. It's just, it's so funny. Yep. And, um, he's grabbing some stuff for himself and, uh, uh, <laughs> I like it how he didn't kill the zombies and he's about, he goes, you know what? Live your lives. Who the fuck am I to judge? Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> so yep. funny. He's like, everyone's a motherfucking critic. He's like, yeah. And then, uh, he basically, uh, doesn't kill him cause he thinks they'll get in the way of somebody else who may kill him later. That's right. kind of his mentality is like, it's too, I'll, I'll get past him. And if somebody else tries, is following me or is like, you know, around this area, they'll run into him kind of thing. Yep. So he runs away with a sunflower that he's got, that he's uprooted. And then, uh, he takes a sunflower and puts it at, uh, the bat's grave. Yep. Um, but you know, this is kind of his manifestation of his wife's grave kind of thing. Yep. And he's talking to her and talking about, um, 
how she wasn't much into flowers when you she was alive. But then again, at this point, I still thought it was the bat, and I'm like, right? I'm like, well, no shit, it's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's talking about you know her not being into flowers, but you know people change after the end of the world, and then um, this is a different Negan, and that's what I really like. You know, he's come to terms with the bad shit he's done, and he's realized right. that he's made some poor choices. Yeah. And well, you you really see that coming up in this issue. Yeah. Uh, but he talks. He's got a nice little monologue. Again, I'd love to read all of it for you guys, I but um, it's it's long, and Negan has great lines. I don't want to wreck it for anybody in terms of yeah. the lines themselves. No. You got to you got to run out and get this book. It's really great. Um, I'll I'll tell you one thing. I think about this book after we're done talking about it. Um, but he kind of snaps out of it because he's had this kind of moment of weakness sitting here crying over a bat yep. and he's like fuck this you know i'm stronger than this shit like yep he's like and then uh, right as he says that he same stands time up tomorrow same time tomorrow good all right good yep and, and then he, walks back into the house yep walks back into where he's staying and then uh we got this nice little like time little montage this is really cool yes um I, it's a different day i think in each frame yep he walks into his house home sweet fuck yep and he's got a little uh um Sleeping bag laying on the ground. There's all these little pots and pans everywhere. So he's kind of just, you know, holed up in this little this house by himself. There's not much there. And then the next frame, it shows him hunting, and he's shooting this dog. Here's the thing. How has this dog survived? Because I know. so many damn um, zombies all the time, and this dog has gotten away from him. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I... Uh, I don't know. It's it's cool though. I mean, it's just interesting. You, we kind of want to know more about this dog's backstory. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do. I'm like, where did he come from? It's dog meat from Fallout. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's feeling guilty when he's roasting the dog. I mean, he even says, "I'm fucking starving." Okay. Yeah. I mean, so he feels bad about eating dog, but but then he's like, "Damn thing would have been eaten by the dead eventually." I got a sneeze coming on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, it's better than holding it in. Yeah, uh, look out. You could shoot out your butthole. <laughs> God, that would be funny. Uh, just, a, just a huge ripping fart on the podcast. <laughs> that would be, that would, I don't know. We might we might gain viewers or uh, gain listeners or lose listeners, <laughs> depending on the type of crowd we have. Yep. Um, but yeah, he says he, he feel, he, he's uh, kind of remorseful, but he's starving. Yeah, he says, I still feel bad about the fucking dog. Didn't even taste Didn't good. Didn't even taste good. And then uh, he's raiding this truck, food truck, in the next day. Uh, again, this is all just frame for frame, so yeah. there's a really nice little time jumps and you slots. You just get a sense of his life, what his life is like all by himself. Yep. And he's uh, he's raiding the back of this truck that's got all these cans in it. He's like, Jack motherfucking pot. And then the next one is like, fuck you, fucking expired fucking can, fucking food, fucking fucking Fuckity fuck. Fuckity he's fucking like, oh, fuck. God, and it's him shitting in the bushes. So yeah. he... Definitely had a bad like, reaction to that food. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, uh, he comes across a barn. Um, he's got a little shopping cart full of stuff he's acquired. He comes across a barn, and he's like, oh, what the hell? One more place couldn't hurt. Yeah, going to check it out. And uh, this is really cool. Uh, he walks in, and immediately, like, the sun is shining. This is an amazing frame. Yep. Uh, he opens the barn door, and there is, lo and behold, a pristine, nice bat. Like sitting yep. there, like, yep. and he's just like, no, 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 like, yeah. and it's just, it's running through his mind. It's all he can think about. It's all he can think about. And then, um, right before he has to go, he decides he's going to go talk to Lucille about it. Yep, talk he, to his wife's grave. You yeah, know, and he's unquote. like, and this is where this is where it kind of blew my mind. I was because I had not read Here's Negan. Yeah, and and it's like. You're not a fucking baseball bat. I'm talking to you like a crazy person, but you're my dead wife, Lucille, not the baseball bat I named you after. That was just a baseball bat. I didn't really love it. Not really. <laughs> so kind of dead. Kind of. Oh, I can replace the bat. That's not replacing you. It's not. He's trying to justify it, getting a new bat. And when he does, he bolts back to the Yeah, literally the, the next barn. frame is him just hoofing his ass straight to the barn and grabbing this uh, this bat. And then uh, the next frame is, or next uh, huge page, nice, nice solo uh, one-page spread. He's, yeah. He's got the bat, and he's lifting it on high, and he's like, I'm young again, and I want to live. Like, he's so, got the bat. So he's got the bat It's back. kind of like, um, 
He-Man when he goes, I have the power. <laughs> right? it, it's a, <laughs> pretty much. Like that. Pretty much. And he's walking home with the bat, and uh, he's walking by this barbed wire fence, um, which is really great. He's got a huge smile Would on you his face. Fuckety, well, fucking fuck, fuckity look at that. <laughs> yeah. He looks over, and he's uh, looking at the barbed wire. We know exactly what he's going to do. Yep. And then um, he next frame is him sitting at home wrapping this thing up, and he's talking to it. You know, he's like, "I know it's probably restricting and tight now, but you'll get used to it. I fucking promise the fuck out of that." <laughs> so this is just you know, Negan's one of those characters. Uh, I really like what Jeffrey Dean Morgan has done in the show, but you really can't do him to his full potential without all the profan- without all the profanity, and without because his lines in here are so hilarious yeah and um i think when the show like uh when the walking dead show comes out on dvd i think they should record opposite lines for with profanity like i think that they should have jeffrey dean do some really profane you know drop some f-bombs because there's a lot of shows That's right that, he doesn't does he no well not network television you can't <sighs> so i, think I didn't should, even notice that i've been watching it on netflix yep and doesn't no, they don't. They sh- they should. It didn't even cross my mind that they don't. I guess. Yeah, because he does a good job. No, and that's his balancing act. Yeah. Because the comic, he he is. It's definitely a little bit different, just because it of, is yeah. uh, his dialogue here. But he still has great dialogue in here, mm-hmm. uh, and great dialogue on the show. But that's kudos to Jeffrey Dean Morgan because the way he plays him, you kind of forget about the profanity. Yeah. Because of how well he's Cause doing. Because it's because it is really um, jarring how brutal of a character he is he's just and cold-hearted and yes, just very for yes. himself and it's also his like it's it's not uh in the show um again kudos to jeffrey dean um it's not a uh a, a vocal performance it's a physical one because yeah. he gets these mannerisms and he arches his back arches and he does, his back the back arching when he talks he's like god damn that yeah, is good yeah and he's got this like jerky like so it's it's more of a physical thing than anything else, and I think that's what gets people to forget about that is the way that he does it and the way the way that he's um, manifested the mannerisms from a still images in the comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really created the character uh, into into his own, which is really awesome. Great job. Yeah. Um, but this is where our comic takes a, a huge turn. Um, Negan was wrapping the bat with the barbed wire. He turns around. And boom, they're standing Maggie, and she's got a gun pointed at him. She's like, you already have plans for that? He's like, the fuck? And then... Um, Dante's with her. Yep, Dante's with her, and she said, wait outside for me. And then Dante says, you sure? And she's like, yeah. And he's like... Um, she moves on. Uh, the door closes behind her. She says, you know who I am, don't you? He's like, yeah, of course I do. I'm not senile. And then she says, good, so you know why I'm here. And he's like, I got a pretty good guess. Uh, the gun kind of gives it away. <laughs> um, this is really um, a weird moment. I didn't know if we should take um, Negan seriously when he starts um, basically saying, shoot me. You know, I, yeah. I don't care. Um, we don't want to get into too much of it because you guys should read it for yourselves. There's yes. a ton of dialogue in this book, and that's yep. what makes it great. But literally, she's asking Negan if he remembers his wife and he's like, yeah, I see her face every day. Yep. And, he, and she goes, well, the face I see when I remember Glenn yeah. is his hanging eyeball and him gurgling my name. Yes. And I that's remember all I see. Oh yeah. And that's, um, when she said that, I'm like, God damn, that'd be gross. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, that's the last image she saw. Of, uh, and then of course the last image she really saw was Negan bashing his brains in like and over and over and over. It, yeah. And yeah. And taking joy. And this is where we really get to see the character change and the character um, in terms of who he is and who he's realized he was and who he needs to be now. Yeah. And he just starts bawling, you know, and he's just like, I realized that I've done shitty stuff and I can't take it back. And you're right. You know, you should kill me. I'm not going to fight back. Yeah. In this scene, I'm sorry for what I did. I won't fight back. Um, I, I didn't know whether to uh, take it seriously. I thought I do. I, as I, soon as she was disarmed by that, I thought he was going to attack her. Yeah, I I didn't. I I've liked this evolution of Negan as a character. I've always taken Negan um, at face value for his words. He's not one to mince words. No, he usually just says what he means and means what he says. Yep. It's not like he's ever really lied. 
You know what I mean? In the comic, no. um, he always says what he wants to do, and it's and he comes, he comes truthfully. He he's never straight up going. He's never know, really going to do this, and yeah, he's never shit. really like manipulated anybody in terms of like mincing his words. He's always just said, "You're going to do this, and I'm going to do this." Yeah, and if that's the way it is, yeah, that's the way it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he never is. He's not a liar. He's just he's forceful and. He's not manipulative. He's just a powerful person. So Yeah, I mean, he's gotten what he's wanted by killing people to make an example for the ones that are going to live yeah. and saying, you pissed me off. I'm going to smash like your it. fucking head in with a baseball yeah. bat wrapped I, in barbed wire. You know, I, I killed this guy over this. Mm-hmm. If you try some shit, what do you think I'm going to do to you? What do you think I'm going to do to you? Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, um, this is where we really see some true heart coming from him. And... Um, he wants Maggie to kill him. You know, there's yep. a ton of dialogue here. Again, we're not really getting yep. into it. Lots of frames. This is a very dramatic scene. But I mean, he literally begs her. Begs to kill. her. And he even looks over at the bat that he just made. And yep. he looks at her and he's like, Shh, be damn poetic. You know what I mean? Yep. He's like, I know exactly what you're thinking. Pick that bat up and bash my brains in exactly like I did to your husband. Yeah. And um, he grabs the gun off, you know, or he grabs her hand and he puts the gun to his forehead and he's just like, do it. Just fucking kill me tears are in his eyes and he's like please yeah just end it you know he's tired of this shit and then um she has this look of surprise on her face that he's ready to die yep. you know she this isn't what she wanted she wanted him to suffer yep so she rips the gun away and she says no no i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna give you what you want and he's just like but but, but. he's like you have to live with what uh, she says. You have to live with what you've done. Yeah. And so she leaves him in this house. She walks her up to Dante and she goes, "Let's go." And uh, he's like, "You didn't uh, kill him?" No. He's like, "He." Uh, she says, "He wasn't worth it." Um, these walkers start coming to the Dante door. Dante kind of feels bad. Should we just leave him to fight these guys? Off? Yeah. And I like this move from Maggie. This is really cool. She turns around. She blam, blam, kills both of the walkers that are walking up to Negan, who yep. probably would have not defended himself. He would have just let him eat him. Yep. And then immediately after that, she kisses Dante. Dante has been after her forever. Yep. So nice character uh, development for her. She, you know, Glenn's been dead for quite a while. Yep. So, you know, he's been dead for 74 issues. <laughs> that was issue 100? Yeah. Okay. Issue 100 is where Negan shows up and bashes Bashes Clint's head. Okay, okay. So he's been dead for 74 issues, and a lot of time has happened in that in that uh, 74 issues. Yes. So she kisses him, and she just goes, let's go home. And he looks just as, like, surprised. He's like, what the hell just happened? Right. So um, this is really great, too. The ending of this issue is spot on and fantastic. Negan is sitting there uh, on his knees and finally gets up. So put, he's kind of stumbling a little bit. Puts on his leather jacket. Slicks his hair back. Yep. Grabs the loose, the new Lucille bat. Yep. Wrap starts wrapping the wire again. The yep. barbed wire starts this huge bonfire. See, that was the thing. Um, in this last frame of this page, you can see all this smoke. But I was like, did he start this fire? Yeah. Did he light the house on fire? Or no, what did he a, do? There's just a big bonfire there. I don't think he lit the house on fire. It's just a, a fire that's happening outside. Okay. And then the last frame is super cool. He just. Drops, drops this new bat into, into the, the fire. Yeah, and I, I thought that too. I'm like, he's letting go of that whole part of him. He's letting go of that Negan. Yeah. He's a new Negan, and I really think this character has so much potential. I actually just picked up a Negan first appearance on eBay. Um, if you are looking for a Negan first appearance, this is another fun buyer's tip. Yeah. Um, don't immediately go out there and, and start buying issue 100s. Yeah. Um, because there was, uh, when 100 came out, yep. Walking Dead 100, million there was 100 different covers done yep. by 100 different artists. Yep. So they did, and it was Project 100 is what it's called. They even made a book called Project 100 Walking Dead. Yep. And they've got all the covers inside this uh, trade paperback. Um, you're What you're really looking for in the valuable ones, because I'm not saying that that book is not valuable. It goes for like 10 to $20, depending on which cover you get and which printing. Yeah, I, I, I got mine... Uh, it was twenty dollars, and then I bought it at a store that's having half price, so I got it for ten. There you go. Yeah, and that's a good deal, and it's still a first appearance of Negan. Yep. Um, but if you're looking for the one that's truly the collector's item one, it's the second print, and it's the one with Negan, and it's an upward like bird's eye view, and he's standing there with a the bat looking up. That's yeah. the second print. Okay, and that is the one to look for. That one's about forty bucks. Oh, that's 40, all. Forty. It's not bad because oh, well, because it's still in high print. 
Yeah. But $40, I mean, that's the one you're looking for if you're looking, if you're a Negan fanatic or you like this character. Um, you'll know the cover I'm talking about. It's straight up black with a red text on the front and it's got Negan on the cover because yep. any all the other issue 100s don't have Negan on the cover yeah so that's the one that's the sought after one uh it's the second printing find them on eBay again don't right now don't spend more than 40 on it I would say wait uh for some good deals you can usually get them for 40 if anybody's asking for more than 40 I wouldn't do that right now I don't think it's worth more than that right now I think it will be later yeah I think so too because this character is only going to get bigger because now that he's turn the corner hopefully he's a good guy now maybe um yeah his first appearance might go up um because he's making some changes where do you think and they say it in the letters letter page where does he go from here uh, you know um is he going to go back to one of the communities he was booted from i don't think so i think he's he's made peace that these people don't want him and these yep. people don't like him and i think he's okay with that and because of uh he's come to terms with the actions that he's done and i think he's just going to wander and yep. be himself and i think he's just going to show up in maybe a key moment with um either rick or somebody and maybe save him yep. somehow or some way and just like oh shit negan negan showed up to save him like here's the you know i my thought was because he brought up rick earlier saying rick you know rick was right on rick how to, showed me the way that rick you, showed me the right yeah. way so you don't I have kinda, to rule with an iron fist yeah i kind of think that he might go back to rick Maybe not to the community and stay with the community, but at least have some kind of contact with Rick. Maybe. I, um, I think that would be the easy way. I think – I don't think that this new this new Negan would do that though. I just – I think he's ready to live by himself and be content with who he is and um, yeah. I don't know. I don't it's think we're, we're not going to find out for a while. No, it's going to be a little while. Uh, the next issue is going to definitely be focused on – Michonne and Princess and their group. Yeah, something big happened with them. Yard where they yeah they they got there uh, and who they were who were they supposed to meet? This new group. Yep, and no idea who they are. They um, Eugene was talking through them through a radio. Yep, and then when they got there, um, just spotlights just and they were caught in the light, and then they're not sure what the hell. All the guns were pointed at them. Yeah. So so yeah, we have no idea what's going to happen. That'll be next month's issue. Uh, This was a nice. I wouldn't say a filler issue because um, no, it's, it's no, it moves the story along. No, but, um, it does, it's definitely not a filler issue, but I would say it's a nice break from the regular storyline. Yeah, the regular storyline with Michonne and uh, Princess, and then the other group, Rick and uh, um, Rick and Carl and, and everybody. I mean, Jesus. Yep, he was with the, well. He, Jesus was out looking just, for Negan. Yeah, and, and he, he got ambushed by Beta, and yeah, <laughs> that issue was crazy. Like, yeah. Uh, too bad for Beta because everybody was specking on that as a character, and well, because uh, it Jesus en- put it him down en- in like two seconds. It <laughs> ended. Well, the one issue ended with uh, okay, so Jesus is looking over his boyfriend, and he's yeah. and he's, I don't know, kind of a lovey scene, and then yeah. up behind him is uh, Beta. Beta, and so you're like, damn it, Jesus! And then the next issue, you he see, he just kicks his ass. Jesus just takes him out. Jesus is a badass. Yeah. So yeah, he totally just. Kills him. Yeah. Like straight up within two panels. Like yep. it's over. I love it. And that character's done. Yep. So the whispers are gone. Um, but yeah, it was a really great issue. And um, I, I, what I wanted to say, I said this earlier, um, just as a, a nod to this issue, I think this will become a fan favorite issue. Mm-hmm. Just for this story and yeah. just like this moment and this, uh, this side of Negan. It's definitely like a Negan reborn kind of thing. Yep. Um, so yeah. Uh, I don't see this book like jumping in value. Um, Not right. However, away. Uh, down the road, I think this will be a fan favorite mm-hmm. because of how much I enjoyed it, and I'm a huge fan. And just I I loved it. Yeah, great issue. Great yeah. issue. Uh, solid. Can't complain in any way, shape, or form. Yep. It was an absolutely fantastic issue from front to back, uh, yeah, and there really was... just all story, no action. You know, it, all heartfelt. Yep. And I was going to say. You know, uh, as opposed to the last comic that we just talked about, uh, Paradiso, where um, it jumped all over the place all the time. This one had some jumps, but it was chronological, and it just jumped to the next day. Well, to yeah. the next day. And, then and, it, and it was all Negan. So, I mean, it really just – it just flowed, you know? Well, and it made sense for those jumps too because when it was day, the, the, our, uh, the color is bright and white. When yep. it's night, it's dark. You yep. know what I mean? And it, it, it really – 
in your mind's eye, you can see that jump in terms of yeah. uh, reading it as a as a comic book reader. Yeah, so, I, I love great it. Great job. I mean, yes, Maggie and, and um, Dante were in it. Oh, oh we're going to have the phone There's the ringing. phone. There's uh, the phone. There's the phone. Okay, we're back. John has taken care of the phone issue. Yeah, I, I, I took the phone and office spaced it. I hit it with a sledgehammer. That's awesome. Uh, we that were, is awesome. We were just rambling at the end of we uh, The Walking Dead. We were. We really liked it. It was a good issue. It's yep. Issue 174. Go pick it up at any local comic shop online. Uh, this should be out there aplenty. Very easy and accessible. And uh, yeah, going to be a fan favorite issue. Mark my words. Definitely. Um, it's already my one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, by far. And what I was saying is because it literally just focuses on one character. Sure, yep. sure Maggie and... Um, Dante were there, but they were there. That was just to further the story of Negan. Yeah, you know, and Negan is one of those characters that deserves an issue like this. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, hundred percent. Well, John, let's uh, wrap up this episode Can of do. Smash and Grab Comics. Yeah, um, you know, we never really talk about what this show is well we kind of do but i think we should do it at the beginning maybe we'll start that next week anyway. uh, this is a comic book show where we review the indie comics um most of the time the darker issues yeah our indie picks of the week are things that we think are cool yep. uh, we will mostly focus on um unfortunately it's it's a lot of image stuff but fortunately fortunately and unfortunately because yeah. image puts out the great content right now but we like uh, mostly indie stuff. Aftershock is one. Um, uh, Oni Press is another. Yep. Um, but yeah, mostly indie books and small publisher books. Things that you and our listeners may have not heard of. Yeah. Trying it's, to shine the light in the dark. You know, it's like the guys that are like refuse to listen to terrestrial radio because it's just the same old shit over and over. So they dig through the bins at the record store for the unknown <laughs> cool stuff. That that's John and I. We, yeah. we and we bring it to you guys so you know if you're sick of Batman and Superman, Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, if you're sick of the superhero shit, I shouldn't say shit because I like it. Uh, but if you're <laughs> but no, sick of if it. You're, if you're lost at sea in the Marvel and DC, you know, hurricane, you yeah. know, that, that we live in. And it's just, that's just how, how our world is, you know, not saying that that's bad, but we're just trying to show you guys there's other comic books out there and comic books aren't just superheroes and, uh, no. heroics. And, uh, there's, there's stuff out there for adults and there's stuff out there that's different and weird and awesome. And we just want to bring it to you guys. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, for Smash and Grab Comics, this is Tyler. This is JP. I gotta make dinner. Have fun. This has been a Smash and Grab Media Production.